Yo people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. I'm Kenji Gori, professional footballer, mindset coach and founder of On The Ball. This podcast provides a platform for those in the football world to share their stories, perspectives and life on and off the pitch. So yo people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. Today we are joined with my brother, Tyler Blackett. So a little intro on Tyler. Tyler came through the Academy of Manchester United, which is where we crossed paths and uh, working through all the age groups. Tyler ended up breaking into the first team and he's now currently playing for Reading. I'm excited for this, bro. (laughs) I'm excited, I'm excited. So for everyone who doesn't know Tyler, and I'm referring to the Tyler off the pitch, who is he? Who am I? Um, I'm a quiet person. Um, to be honest, I think I've, first you should start by um, my life has obviously changed in the last, what, three years probably. Um, in terms of now, I follow God and I'm a Christian. Um, so the way that I try and live my life now is different to how I was previously living before. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of my life off the pitch, I'm, I'm quiet. I like, to, I like to just relax and eat good food go out and enjoy myself, um, cinema, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I just like to be around, be around um, friends, family, and just literally just to, to chill. Mm. Yeah, man, I like it. I like it. You're a chilled guy. You don't yeah. die with few words. <laughs> so if you're speaking a lot, this is not him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's interesting. No, no, no. Because um, to be honest, over the last, I don't know, probably even, this year, starting this year, like January, um, it's been more and more I'm having conversations with people in terms of just life in general um, and really just open up as a person, which is um, I'm in a time of, of growth, which I can see myself. Um, and yeah, it feels it's different, but I know that I'm on the right path, so it's good. No, I love that, man. And that's so good to hear. Like, obviously, I know you. I know you really well. But it's, like, good to hear from, from like, because um, sometimes you don't speak about that sort of things. Like, it's, like, good to hear from yeah. from how you're learning and how you're taking experiences in, in these sort of things. But I like that, man. So, of course, football is a journey for everybody. Yeah. But what is the journey that uh, got you to where you are right now? What's the journey that you took? Yeah, I just had to obviously say first thing as well that um, obviously what what I share here is is not I'm not saying like this is the way to do it. This is this is my my own story, my opinions, and so obviously it's not going to be the same for everyone. Do you know what I mean? It's um, mm-hmm. everyone's go through different emotions, and these are right now or wrongly, however you, whoever wants to judge it. But these are the things that I've felt during certain times and things that I've been through and how I've helped myself get through certain things. So, yeah, I just had to obviously put that before I, um, yeah, before I... No, that's good. That's good. And it's good to also speak about that because it's like everybody goes through their own journey. Everybody experiences things differently. Everybody has different perspectives on everything that that's happening in their lives. And like for you to, for you to understand that everybody is on their yeah. own journeys and stuff like that. That's like, that's like great. But so, so yeah, back to the question. So what journey did you take to, to get yourself to where you are right now? Yeah. Well, obviously like you said, I, um, um, in fact, firstly I started obviously Fletcher Moss after school. Um, that was my upbringing. That was where I first obviously 
probably fell in love with football and really enjoyed myself playing football from there. Um, I was scouted to actually play at um, Man United, which obviously I knew it was a big thing at the time, but like, I mean, again, I was young. I just wanted to play and enjoy myself. Um, in fact, the way I actually was was scouted was, um, I don't know if you know this, Kenji, actually, but um, where we used to do our development centre. Development centre is the is the centre which you go to, obviously, before you before you actually join the the club, basically. Yeah, 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 like the uh, satellites. Yeah, yeah, like that sort of stuff. So, obviously... Yeah. Uh, the development centre was across the road from my grandmother's house. And I used to just practice on my own. I used to just play football on the wall of that centre. And um, I remember one guy, um, his name was Mike. Um, I think he was watching me just play at the time, just on my own. Obviously, I didn't know that he was watching me. Um, so from then, I think he um, spoke to my parents. Um, and how old were you then? But no, it wasn't. He spoke to my parents when he got to Fletcher Moss because... The guy that was running the development centre knew about Fletcher Moss and he knew that I played Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Obviously, he told him that I was at Fletcher Moss and then um, this guy, Mike, he obviously came down to Fletcher Moss to actually watch me play in little games and just see how I was running. And then from there, obviously, spoke to my parents and then that's when I actually got into um, into my United as a club itself. But yeah, how old was I? Bro, I think I was about five six maybe yeah yeah and there's a lot of guys that actually came from Fletcher Moss as well at that time innit yeah there was a lot of us a lot of us I mean I think when I joined there was um, four of us that all went together Um, Mm. yeah there was four of us that went together and um, we actually stayed at Man United for a few years then um, a few of those boys actually ended up moving on to different things and different clubs and whatnot. but um, yeah that club, Fletcher Moss itself, has produced um, a lot of players. A lot of players. Mm. Yeah, man. So then, oh, then obviously, you, you went through all the age groups at United. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went through every age group. Um, I remember actually being, I remember actually being told that I was being let go at one point because they was trying to, I don't know if they were trying to make the group smaller or they were trying to join two groups together. So I remember actually being told that I was being let go, but it was kind of weird. At that time, I think I must have been about 12, maybe, because they let my friend go, who came from Fletcher Moss at that point as well. Um, but yeah, I think it, it was kind of weird because obviously my mum told me that what they were saying, obviously they wanted were, they were to let me go and whatnot. But I never went anywhere else. I never went on trial. I never actually left. I continued to go training. And um, I think at one point, they, they just turned around to my mum and said, Oh no! Like we wanted to stay, and um, and yeah, that was it. Like I just carried on going through the age groups, and um, as I as I was developing through the age groups, I knew that I knew myself. I mean, I was never big-headed as a person, um, but and to be honest, I was never too confident. But um, I knew myself that I was good and I could play, and I just wanted to enjoy myself playing. And obviously, as you get closer to like youth teams, and you know that you've got a chance to to move up, or you've got a chance to to get a scholarship or a professional contract and that was the way that everything just worked out. Um, I never really, I've never been one to think about things too much um, mm-hmm. and that was the way I always was. I just continued to to keep playing and just just kind of do my best and to be honest, it was more through the enjoyment which I was having through football. That's how you then do your best. So that's how it, mm-hmm. that's how it always was and um, 
yeah, from the age of 17, 18, I knew that I was kind of around it. I, I was training with the first team here and there. Um, I was getting, I was getting obviously looked at. People were starting to talk or like maybe you could actually get to the first team kind of thing. But again, it was never, I just thought it was a process. It was never like, right, I need to get to the first team or right, I need to do this, I need to do that or I need to change or yeah. do something different. For me, it was always um, a natural, a natural development, I guess. Um, thing, yeah, as I was, I think I was, I actually was probably 17 at the time. I can't remember why, but they took a lot of us um, to um, South Africa on a pre-season tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was either a World Cup or something. I think it was a World Cup. So a lot of the first team players were actually on holiday. So yeah. that's probably like, that's why they actually took a lot of the younger like eight teams or reserve players. Then um from then yeah, I played in some games, did all right. Then from then I was kind of always around it. Um I actually remember going to um Scotland. This was back when Sir Rex Ferguson was the manager. We went to Scotland and um I think it was a late it was after the tour in a late preseason friendly. And um we played against Aberdeen. And I didn't know at the time, but he was um, he was looking at me then to obviously be in the first team because they didn't. I think Ever was the only left back at that point. Um, but I actually didn't do too well in that game. But I didn't know until obviously I think it must have been. I couldn't even put a time on it, but it was months later or a year later or so that um, when I actually spoke to reserve manager Warren Joyce at the time, then he explained to me what was going on back then. So yeah, mm-hmm. I obviously didn't do too well in that game. Um, then they ended up bringing in a left back. Then I went, I went out on loan um, to um, Blackpool. Blackpool, that was my first ever loan. Um, okay. Paul Minks was the manager, obviously that United connection, Paul Minks. So it was, um, yeah. it was kind. Of, I knew about Paul Minks, so it was kind of easy for me to just want to go there. And it was only, it was only for a month because they needed a. They had injuries as well. They needed a player to be to be playing in the league. So I went there with just kind of open eyes. It's like, yeah, I'm playing first in football now. This is this is it kind of thing. So um, yeah, I played um, played there for end up being two months because I did well in the first month. Then they extended my loan to two months. End up playing all the games while I was there. Um, then obviously came back to my new. Um, ended up. Continued to train with the reserve teams. Um, the following season, I went back out and loan to Birmingham. This is both Blackpool and Birmingham both in the championship. So I went to went to Birmingham on loan for half a season. That that there in itself was a real um, a real eye opener to me in terms of dealing with let's say difficult managers, um, managers who have different opinions. They they work differently. They they organised teams differently. Where was that? Where was that? Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. So that again was a was a learning experience for me in terms of even there was games where I wasn't playing. I went for six months. I think I played probably half the games while I was there. So it was an up and down mm-hmm. time again. Um, some good games, some bad games. Um, then yeah, after the six months, I came back from there. Um, I knew that at this point, obviously the first team was the first team. They had players, they was they was doing well. 
So from that mm-hmm. season, I ended up going to Celtic on loan. This was for a season. So my loans actually like extended. For example, my first loan was two months. My second loan yeah. was six months. My third loan was a year. Oh, yeah. That was the time when you could have like loans for like a month and that, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in that case, obviously for a young player, it was great. You know what I mean? Like a loan for a month was, was, a, was a good thing. Like you knew that he was only there for a short time. He was going back. So it wasn't too much of a, yeah. a big deal to ask. But um, but yeah, when I was at Celtic, that that there is that moment there is probably I would say with the one that actually shaped me for to have a career. I could wow. I, I experienced little bits at, at Birmingham, but because I think the length of the time, the stuff that I was going through in terms of um being the manager actually probably didn't get on it most of the time. So like he had he had his own thoughts on how he wanted to play. Um, whether he didn't like the style I played or the way that I was, um, that was obviously his own opinion. So obviously we clashed a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. Training, games. Like I some games I was playing great, some games are, in fact, to be honest, most games I probably wasn't playing too well. So ended up me not playing quite a few games. Um, and again, being, being distant away from home, that was um, mm-hmm. not a challenge, but it was just you know what I mean. It was a, it was a, it was a big thing for me at the time because that was the first time I've actually like been away for the whole year, for the whole year. So it was completely different. But that that moment there, I would say, it was actually shaped me for for the career I'm in today. Um, yeah, it's like it's like it's like like. Uh, sorry to cut you off there, but like with the with the loan situation, it was like mm. I went on a couple loans as well from Swansea, and I always mm. like thought. In my mind, it was like, it was so, it was difficult. You know, when you're not playing, you're like, how am I not playing? If I don't play here, how am I going to be playing at my club? You know, like that was always in my mind. Like, how did, did you, did you feel that also? Did you, how did you like feel? Yeah, in fact, I missed out the fact of after Birmingham was actually my season when I, when I played at my So it was, the period was very, very strange in terms of, I was at Birmingham, I didn't do too great. Um, mm-hmm. But then when I came back from Birmingham, the following season, there was obviously a chance. I knew that there was a chance for me to, to play in the first team at my new. So even going from Birmingham to, to then come back to United, even though I knew that I didn't do too great and I didn't play, that pre the summer of that, I knew that I had a chance. So I put the work in to actually mm-hmm. be ready for, for the pre-season, knowing that I'll be looked at. Then from there, that's how I got my chance with um, Van Gaal. And um, yeah, obviously everyone knows about Van Gaal and his young players and he likes to build young players. And he actually, um, he, he was one that really, not really put confidence in me in terms of saying that I could play because I knew, I've had managers and I've been told that about the qualities which I have. But mm-hmm. in terms of him actually putting me out there on such a big stage and because I remember going to, um, I think it was during the pre-season or it was the week, week or so leading up to that first Premier League game. Um, and I knew that, I kind of knew that I was going to be playing just in terms of the team shape and the training um, and the way things were set up. So I remember I remember going to him and just speaking to him and saying, like, um, like he asked me, um, was your, 
like what what things you need to work on so that oh yeah i need to work on this i need to work on in terms of position or or some kind of technical abilities i need to i need to do better on stuff and he was like yeah but you can play and literally that was it and that was that was what I took from that and from that i just continued to just go in strides and just keep playing and and really just kind of wow. enjoy my game and not thinking about too much on the stuff that I needed to work on rather than mm-hmm. me just kind of express what, what it is I knew I already had. So, yeah. from, so obviously from there, after that was when I went to Celtic and that was where I actually learned about football in terms of things not being so easy for you, things sometimes the manager's not going to like you or that kind of stuff. So that was where things really did click into place for me. Yeah. So in this time at Celtic now, like how did you handle like the disappointments of, you know, not playing, the managers not really believing in you? Like how did you handle that? How, what did you actually do to, to overcome well, for me, that? For me, it was, um, it was, it's probably after which I actually realized, realized stuff in which I went through when I was looking back. I think it was the summer after it when I was looking back and actually sitting down because I have a I have a diary myself and I just write things and what I'm thinking. Um and that was when I actually realised all the stuff in which I was going through was actually building me and shaping me for what I was now. But when I actually went to Celtic it was at first it was I played at first. I played the two first probably three months. I was just playing, playing, playing. Like it wasn't I wasn't out of the team. I was just enjoying myself because when I went there, I thought, okay, I'll play that. I've come from United, so I'm going to play. Like, it's not, it's not going to be a home where I don't play it. Like, they should know that I'm from United and I've got this and I've got that kind of thing. So that was in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, but yeah. obviously it doesn't always work out like that. It doesn't always work out like that. And um, yeah. yeah, it was really the summer after when, when I actually looked back on things and, I realized, okay, I went through this because of that. And I needed to do this yeah. to get to there. And it was, um, I think at the time when I was going through it, I probably didn't deal with it in the best way I probably could. But again, that's that because of what I, what I did back then and the times when I argued with the manager, times when I, when I, when I didn't do my best in training or times when I was, um, when I was just not not willing to to do certain stuff because I thought I thought I should be playing and, and I had that kind of mindset, it was um it made it more difficult for me at times, but it actually helped me in the long run. Yeah. So, like, what but what what would you have done different now? Because obviously now you're more experienced. You know what you've like you've obviously um, now you are shaped into the person that you are hmm. right now. Like, who, what would you have done different back then? probably just got my head down and worked in terms of I think when you're going through stuff like that you have to you have to know your reasons why you're going through why why you're there for example for me mm-hmm. my goal was to to um, obviously have the loan at Celtic and go back to my new and, and be more ready to play in the first team so that mm-hmm. that was my goal but obviously being there at Celtic so when you're going through certain things, you can kind of lose, lose sight of what you're actually, what your aim is, what your goal is. And yeah. I think me looking back at it now, I would have 100% had that 
made sure I had that in mind when I was going through these things. So whether I wrote it down somewhere, whether I, whether I had the people around me to remind me of that, that would have certainly been something which I would do now just to keep me focused. So for example, when you're, when, when you're going through training, the manager's getting at you or, or you don't feel like you can be bothered that day because of you're not playing or this, that and the other. I think yeah. you have to have that in mind of, okay, but why am I actually doing this? And that will set you mm-hmm. back in place of, and enable you to, to then work hard and then do this or then put the extra in here or then just get on with things even if it's not going your way. Yeah, the, the, the why is so powerful. Like why you do what you do is the most powerful thing that you can have. Like all these mm. setbacks that you have, all these like... Mm. Um, like things that where the coach the coach is telling you certain things you go back to your why you go back to your purpose and you're like i'm not even going to entertain this right now because this is definitely making me into the person that i need yeah. to be so yeah. whatever is happening like in my life you can you can always see it in a different way you can always make it into a yeah. way that is happening for you yeah and, I think and that's where i've changed you know like I used to, I used to also like think when I went, when I went on a couple loans, like I went to Northampton one time and, and like at the beginning I was playing all the games and then it went through a stage where I wasn't playing. I was like, how, how am I not playing here? You know, that was my mindset. And I was just like, I I, I looked at the manager and I was just like, I'm not playing. Like what's going on? If I don't play here, like I said before, if I don't play here, how am I going to play at Swansea? You know, but now I'm looking back and I'm thinking like, who do I think I am? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, obviously, like I'm speaking to the players that are actually going through this right now. Yeah. They're going through, they're going through the time in their career where they think I'm the, I'm coming from a top team, going to a lower league team. And they're thinking I'm, I'm, I'm the best. I'm the best. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you've not proved anything. You've not shown anything. Yeah. Go and yeah. prove it on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's where, and that's where I've kind of come in my, in my looking back at my career, I'm like, like, who do I think I am to, 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 to think that, yeah. you know, and that's why it's so interesting, like that you went through the same things and actually like the things that you say, I'm, I'm really relating to it and I'm really feeling it. Like, obviously, I obviously know your story and I know what you've been through and stuff like that, but like to hear it like this, it's like, yeah, man, like we're, 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 we're going through the same things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, ha- and like you said, you know, like this, the, the people around you, like how important do you feel like the people around you are? Um, I think they're very important. Me personally, I don't like to keep, I don't like to keep too many people around me because what, you can have too many voices. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's, um, it's very important that you have, you have that support and the right people. Um, even down to your agent, the right people to to really give you the right advice, which you, even if it's advice which you don't want to hear, because a lot of people, a lot of people, if you have, I'm not saying if you have a lot of people around you, but even if you have little people around you, some people that you have, um, they only want to keep you happy, or they only just want to, they want to just keep around you, so they tell you things which may not be, may not be what you actually need. So I think it's important that people. People there, the ones who love you, the ones who, who actually care about you. You need those people and you need to not be able to judge who's who, but it's, I think it's important that you actually know the people that you have. Definitely. Yeah. 
No, it's it, it's big that and and like you said there, where you're saying not too many voices in your ear. I think yeah. that that is so important. That is so important because when you're hearing like one person speak and the other person contradicting it, and then you're like, mm. huh? But I value this guy's opinion more than this guy's, and then you like start to get all yeah. muddled up in your head. When when actually the only thing that that is right is is what you feel inside. But when you're getting all this stuff like from the outside, like that's makes such an impact of how you handle certain situations. Like if your agent's telling you like, don't go in tomorrow. Yeah. For example, but you're in your mind thinking, nah, I want to go in like what? And then you're like thinking, thinking shit, but I might make the wrong decision here. Like, and that's where like the people around you are so important. Are they making you grow or are they making you make decisions that you don't even really want to make? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I think for me now, in terms of my faith, um, I, I try to, I, I seek God in more mm-hmm. every situation. And that, that there is probably, I would say, we talked about purpose and knowing your purpose, knowing your why. And mm-hmm. God is the reason why. He's the reason why now, I, now that I pray. Before I was mm-hmm. probably saying, oh, I'm praying for myself or I'm going to Amen bro Amen but um, things changed for me obviously like I said over the last three years and God is the reason why I pray now God is the reason why he's given me everything in which I have I mean I'm no different to the the next guy that walks down the street but God has Mm -hmm. blessed me in a different way so it's important for me to realise when I go into training this this here is a blessing I didn't ask to be here it's just because the gift in which I've expressed previously obviously since growing up and like I said like even when I was little I didn't I didn't ask to to fall in love with football like I was blessed to, wow. to do this I was blessed to mm-hmm. to play I was blessed to have enough foot you know what I mean it's stuff like that which I which I now realize and that's now when I play I enjoy myself I, like when I go into training like that's my that's my enjoyment because I didn't ask to be here but I have to make the most out of out of the blessing which I've been given Just before we move further into this episode, I want to ask you, do you feel like you are currently getting the most out of your life? Not just talking on the pitch here. I believe that life is all about growing in all areas. And to guide you in your growth, I've developed the On The Ball Mindset Planner. A planner to support athletes in finding out who they really are, beyond the pitch. This planner will get you thinking ahead while staying in the present. By its life assessments, daily goal settings and journal prompts and so much more. To get yours now, go to ontheballmindset.com. The content in this planner really did change my life. And my hope is that it changes yours too. That is amazing, man. And like, just to hear that, it's just, it's just so much. It's like a breath of fresh air for me. Cause I'm like, I feel I can relate so much into that. And it's so powerful what you are saying also. And you are so like, when you're yeah. talking, you're so clear on it also. Mm. And that's what, and that's what I really like. I love about you. And I love how that's like, um, the decisions that you make is from that, you know, it's from that place. It's from that place. And that's what really like, I love hearing that from you. So, and that's what kind of like, if anybody is going through a hard time or is, is feeling like to give up or feeling like that this is not even for them. Like, I feel like faith is such a big thing and it's such like definitely to, to be open to receiving and also be open to listening. Like yeah. everything in your life is happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. 
like we were saying before, it's shaping you. It's making you into person that you need to be. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, and like from this, it's like, how, how have you thought about, you know, your life after football? Because obviously football is, is a short, is a short career and, and mm. we're going through it right now and, and you yeah. want to make the best out of your career. But as you said, you know, God is guiding you. God is making you into the person that you need to be. Like, what have you thought about, you know, your life after football and what you oh, want to yeah. do? Definitely, definitely. Um, in fact, I was on the phone with my um, financial advisor yesterday, just trying to go through things and actually talking about future stuff. And it's like, um, I always try to um, notice, I think, uh, to be honest, I think it's, um, I think it's good for all players if they can do it. But I think um, while you're actually playing, you can notice the things in which you're actually interested in over than football. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. for, for example, myself, I like, um, in terms of rehab stuff, I like to know, like even now when I'm at training, like I'll ask um, the physio, like why, why do you do that? Or why, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I just like to ask why. And in terms yeah. of that's because I'm interested in that kind of stuff. So whether that's something that I will then lead into after football, I don't know. Only God knows. But I think it's important to actually look at look at the things in which you are actually interested in while you're actually mm-hmm. playing and kind of notice that, like, okay, yeah, I'm, I, like, I like doing that or I'm interested in that. And actually look at ways in which you can actually pursue it either when you're coming to the end of your career or whether it's something you're going to straight after your career. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You need to be open to everything and also what you really does wake you up in the morning. You know, what is it that you really do like? You know, like that's the sort of things that, the questions that you need to start to ask yourself. And that's where, where you are at now. You're so open and you're so like, whatever, whatever is supposed to happen will happen. Yeah, I think over probably, I would say definitely in the last year, but I think as you start to get older, I mean, more so when you're, when you're young, you probably don't think about after your career, but as you start to get older, you start to to think about things which you actually like to do and what you would actually like to do after your career. I mean, I know a lot of players go into coaching um, or want to be managers. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that. You actually you actually have your own ideas which you actually have to think about and, and know what you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Because is there anything else that you're actually passionate about beyond um, football? Passionate about? I'm not sure if it's passion yet. Um, I mean, I, like, I, I do like to look at the way things are built in terms of houses, um, just buildings in general, which is probably coming from an architectural side or interior design side. Um, there's stuff like that, which I'm actually, like I always look at pictures and stuff like that. So again, that's something which I've noticed myself. Um, which are things which I like. So it's stuff like that, which I will obviously try and hold on to and then look at, look at ways and opportunities, whether, whether it's that or something else. But I do have quite a few things similar to that, which, um, which I'll definitely be interested in more. Yeah, man, that's, na- that's good to hear, bro. That's nice. I didn't even know that about you. <laughs> I'm learning as well. I'm learning. Yeah, that's good. That's good. But let's go back to, to United. Mm. So obviously, the initial jump from, you know, the under-18s reserve sort of setup 
to suddenly being around like leaders such as Rooney, you know, mm. gigs and, the, mm. and real characters there that are really like, um, you know, that, that, that are big leaders. You know, you're going from a young yeah. boy from 18, making that step into that. Now, how, how, how did it feel? Like, what, what was it? Um, to be honest, <laughs> when I say it was normal, I mean, some people wouldn't say it was normal, but for me, it was because I'd been there all my, like, all my life and I grew up and I, mm -hmm. like I said, I, I was training with them in and out since like 17, 18. Because I mean, at that club, they do that a lot with young players. Like you train in and out and you're in the reserves. You may get called over to the first team. So you're, I was always aware of them, but I wasn't, I wasn't, let's say, probably in awe of them in terms of like, not necessarily nervous around them. I just kind of got on with it and just played. And it was, um, it's probably after when I left, um, that's, that I probably thought of like, maybe I should have done a bit extra or maybe I could have spoke to certain people more to gain more information or insight. And um, it's only when I left that I actually had thoughts like that. I mean, when I was actually in it, when I was there, I didn't necessarily look at people in such a light. And I just really got home with it and just played the way that I've always done. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's so weird because I was literally... Uh, talking about that the other day, you know, like mm. when you're, when you're around them, you know, you're having breakfast with them every day. It's like so normal. You got, you yeah. got, you, you know, you got gigs there, skulls there, and it's so accessible, you know, you can ask them mm. anything. But mm. back then it was just so normal for us because we've like grew up in mm. that. And then suddenly like you go back and you're reflecting on your career and you're thinking, wow, that was actually a mad time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's just a mad time. Like, I would, like, if I was look, to look back, I would ask them so many more questions. I would get so yeah. much more insights out of them where it's like, how did you handle not playing? How did you, how did you handle, mm. like, certain situations? Mm. Like, I would get so much more out of them yeah. in that moment that, that you don't even realise until you're gone. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's important for young players as well because obviously when you're young, you don't tend to speak too much. I mean, obviously you can get, you can get some players which are confident and well will speak out, but the majority of young players probably won't. Yeah, so I think that's important that young players actually, I mean, if I was young again, that, that's something which I would actually try and do in terms of asking questions, asking advice, um, mm. just trying to get information, actually watching how certain players do certain things, just to, whether that would help me or not, I don't know, but I think it's, it's again, it's taking advantage of that opportunity or taking advantage of that that chance which you have at the time. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like they've experienced everything that you're going through. Yeah. So it's like yeah. everything that, that has happened, like, they've already experienced. Yeah, it's easy to forget that when you're actually young and you're going through it as well. Like you don't think. Yeah. I mean, I see it now with young players who I'm playing with now. Like I can give them information or I can help them. And I know what I'm talking about because I've actually been through it, but they don't know either what's to come uh, or they don't there, know yeah. or they don't actually see it you know what I mean so I see it now with young players myself yeah yeah with me also like I try to I try to really speak to them and see where their heads are to really get myself back to where I was to try and mm. come from that place to try and mm -hmm. see what they're what they're going through you know so mm. I kind of now I kind of like ask them more personal questions or questions on what they're going through rather than 
telling them what to do or what you shouldn't do this. You should do this mm-hmm. rather than, rather than that. I try to see like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, like why, why are you making certain decisions like that? Yeah, that's, really you know, cool. that's how I try and try and come across, try and come across. So then it's like it's coming from them rather than me telling them, because as as footballers, we hold on to ourselves. We're like tight up in it. We're tight up. And they're like, they don't want to be told what to do by other players because yeah. they feel like they feel like that they're, they're looked down on and there's pride involved and there's ego, mm. you know, and, and like the, like especially kids like they grow up in that. They see it mm. from the older players. And like, that's where, that's where we can kind of be the leaders in that to try and open them up and to try and be like, yo, bro, man's been there, bro. Like yeah. I've been there. I've been, I've been you. I was there. <laughs> I was that guy that used to think I was sick. I was that guy that used to think, yeah, he's not even that good. You know mm. what I mean? But, but it's, it's way bigger than that. Like our lives, our purposes are way bigger than that. It's like, I was yeah. speaking to, I was speaking to one of my teammates the other day. It was like, we're out here trying to, trying to see people fail. Like people are out here, like people, someone gets a new contract, someone gets a good move and we're like, oh, he's lucky. Oh, he's yeah. got a good agent. Yeah. You know, why can't we just be happy for the guy? Oh, exactly, exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? My man's, my man's worked hard for where he is. Mm. My man's worked hard for where he is. And what I've met, what I've met as well um, is that whatever God has for you won't go to anyone else. So even if you think mm-hmm. that, um, oh, he's got that new contract, why, why didn't I get that? God's got something for you as well. You know what I mean? It's, it's timing. Yeah. It's timing. It's not um, everyone. Everyone has a calling. Everyone has a destiny. Everyone has a purpose. So it's not because one person has something or one person is playing or. Uh, if, if if you had to have that, you would have that. Everyone has a, everyone has a set time for everything in their life. So you have to. It's um. I don't know the word for it, but it's just it's being appreciative of what you have now and I really just really just giving giving thanks to God in, in that sense and, and saying, Okay, this is what I have now, but I know that there's there's more for me coming or I know that in your timing those things will come for me as well. But you have to continue doing what you're doing if you want those things and you can't hold a grudge or you can't be you can't be uptight about the things in which you've not received or you can't blame anyone else and saying he he's got this and I ain't got that. Because it's not, yeah, that's not yeah, yeah. That's not the case. You have to be happy for other people and, and see that they're putting the work. When you put in the work as well, you get the rewards of it as well. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. So how so so how important do you believe mindset actually is in football? Oh yeah, it's massive. It's massive. Um, it's massive. It's it's one of those things in which you hear you hear the cliche all the time. We train the body, but we don't train the mind. Um, mm-hmm. it, um, it's a big thing in which, to be honest, I think it, it should be looked at in terms of, I wouldn't say, I mean, in my opinion, I'm talking, I would say it should be looked at from obviously when you get around youth team football, in terms of 18s, at that level where you're actually like getting into getting into reserves first team, where you're actually being looked at because that's when, for me, that's when mindset can kind of change. Like when you're young, when you're young, you're not thinking about anything other than when you're playing football and enjoying yourself, you just want to express. Yeah. But once you start to get older and you start to notice certain things, agents come into the game, even nowadays, look at the media that's there. You've got people talking on Twitter, people watching this, Sky Sports. You know what yeah. I mean? There's, there's everything now which can, which can throw you off or make you feel 
some type of way or or take you away from your focus. So I think mindset now, it's it's at, it's at a point where it is actually, it's a, it's a very big thing. I think it's always been a big thing, but now it's more evident in terms of the things yeah. which, the things which go on in terms of um, obviously players and there's been players in the past that have committed suicide and that kind of thing. And I think it's important that everyone expresses what they're feeling, what's on their mind. So, so for example, even your manager, your manager needs to know if you're capable to do the job to your best ability. If you're going through things at home and he doesn't know and he puts you out there on that pitch and then you play a bad game, he didn't know that you had stuff on your mind which is taking away from that. So again, mm-hmm. I think it needs to be looked at by, um, by everyone, I think. Yeah, I think for me, mindset is a must. Mm. Like definitely, like I feel like everybody should be investing in, a, in, in somebody. To, yeah. to, you know, yeah. to work on their mind, to even if it's spiritually or something, they need to be invested in themselves because people, people want to invest in, in, like, um, in like a personal trainer. You want to invest yeah. in a nutritionist. You want to, you know, to get yourself ready. But people aren't focusing on the mind when that's the biggest thing in football. Yeah. The biggest thing is how you see something. The biggest thing is how you handle disappointment. The biggest thing is like what, how you, like what you perceive something to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't know how to handle these emotions, you don't know how to, what to do with these emotions. Suddenly you're a millionaire and you don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're the sort of, I feel like that it, mindset is a must. Like everybody out there like that, that thinks mindset's not important. Like for me, it's the most important. And that's what for me separates footballers also. Like when yeah. I look at the top players, when I look at the top players and I think, yeah, like he's, he's like all of them have consistency. They're all consistent in what they do. They're all consistent in, yeah. in their routines. Yeah. That doesn't come, that doesn't just come. That's something that they work on every single day. That's something that they are passionate about. That's something that, that they feel like, they need to they need to do mm. you know what i mean yeah, you're right you're right that's just that's just how i feel on it but do you do you actually uh, personally work on your mindset um like what do you actually do to to work on your mind yeah i would say yes um but again mine because um the way that i've chosen to live my life now in terms of following christ is very is very um focused on on the word of God and reading my Bible and, and mm-hmm. staying around people who are, who are of like mind. So people that are thinking the same way, people that are on the same kind of journey mm-hmm. as myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have someone that I actually speak to one-to-one and we talk about things and we, it's a chance for me to get things off my chest and the way in which we work, it really just put my focus back on the right things and the things of God and, and the way that I need to be and not, what the world needs to be. So that's in the way in which, in which I, I actually do work on my mind. And for me, like I said, over the last three years, it's helped me. It's helped me. I, I could even put a measure on it. It's helped me tremendously. I think. Yeah. And that's, and I can see a big change in you also, like yeah. the way, the way you're speaking about it, the way you're acting, the way you, yeah. the way you handle not playing, for example, like I've seen a massive change yeah. in you in that way. Yeah. You know, like even for me, like looking back to the start of the season right now of how I, of how I wasn't playing at the start 
And I was yeah. like, how am I not playing? You know, like you go into the same stories as you used to, mm. you know, mm. and then you have to catch yourself and you're like, hey, <laughs> wait, 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 hold up. I need to give my all every single day and still be the person yeah. than if I was playing. Mm. You still mm. got to be the exact same person. You can't just, what, if mm. you're playing, be a different person to when you're not playing. Yeah. You got to be consistent with who you are. That's where I'm at with my mind, where people are acting different and being different when they are yeah. playing and when they're not playing. Mm. Like that was the biggest switch for me. I'm coming home angry to my mom, angry to my family. And I'm like, yeah. why, why am I even doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? For what? For me, the way I look at it, there's no, there's no missed opportunity in terms of the way that I look at things now. I believe that God is aligning every single step in my life. So if God wanted me to be playing on that pitch, I'll be playing on that pitch. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, it's that, that's the way that I look at it. It's that simple. So in terms of when I go into training, I do the exact same things as when I'm playing. When I'm not playing, I'll, I'll stay the same because, like you said, there's consistency. And as well as that, I know that I'm, I'm doing the right things. Yeah. So in, in, in God's timing, things will, things will change or he will, he will be rewarded yeah. and, put me, and put me where I need to be. Yeah. Amen. Like you will be rewarded for all your hard work, all your, like everything that you're putting in every day. If mm. this guy don't see it, the next guy will see it. You yeah. know, like, like people are always watching, like people yeah. are always watching you. So like yeah. at the end of the day, keep working hard, keep doing your thing. And you know what, Tyler, I've actually loved having you on. It's so good to, to speak about this sort of certain yeah. things and, and to really, I know that it's like helped so many people out there right now experiencing the things that, that, that are, they, they're going through right now. Yeah. And thank you, brother. Thank you for coming on, man. No, bro. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for obviously what you're doing as well. It's, it's going to make a big difference uh, to however many people it reaches. I mean, I hope it reaches thousands, hundreds of thousands. You never know. You never know where it can take you. But yeah, God's doing a work in you, bro. And yeah, to just continue to keep doing it. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it, man. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you. Yo, it's Kenji. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I want to keep this conversation going. So please send me a DM on Instagram with any thoughts, takeaways, and any questions. <laughs>